Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am a kerfuffled till. <laughs> RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and kerfuffle into the void. I'm going to save my voice. I'm going to need it for this episode. Uh, about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD podcast or following us uh, at RWD underscore podcast on Instagram for the memes. Uh, Which I am, I mean, I already knew I would be, but I am just terrible at keeping up with that shit. Hey, shocker. How's that newsletter coming? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I hate social media. It's the worst. Can we just quit? Can we all like universally agree to stop? Stop. Yeah. Stop. That'd be no, wonderful. Wendy's doesn't need a Twitter. I don't need a Twitter. Nobody needs a TikTok. Can we just agree to stop? Yeah, not gonna happen. No, it's definitely not gonna happen. Especially the TikTok thing. The TikTok like thing we is we really just need over. to be about ten years older, and we wouldn't have to deal with this shit. And, well, if we were ten years older, that puts us in the dangerous category of being brainwashed by things on Facebook. Yeah, but right, like right we, there. But the odds of us having Facebook are actually much less. Uh, I mean, I don't know the numbers on that. I believe you, but um, well, I mean, you I know, don't have a Facebook. So for for people like us, you know, it'd be one thing if either of us uh, had uh, spawn um, children, because that's pretty much the reason you have Facebook is to let people know how your kids are these days. Yeah. So uh, if one of us had the the chitlin. Uh, then, uh, then we would probably have a Facebook at the age of whatever that age would be. Um, I like nowadays, I think what I'm going to do is just like somehow get like a download of just all the birth dates of my family and close friends off of Facebook. Just, and ev- then just, just take a year, stay on it for a year and every day screen cap the birthdays. No, that's just way too much. I just wanted, I just want a quick Excel download. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, there's an option to do that for the photos. I don't know about the birthdays. So, yeah. If you get a uh, CSV file, right then, for the. Yeah. So so all I'll do I'll just pick like the top like set people, your top, like, top eight. Top, my top twenty. <laughs> I'll take a top twenty because I got a lot of family and stuff. So so I'll take the top twenty. Um, that should cover all my family that's on Facebook and just get their birthdays and get the fuck out. That so sounds I, I, a good plan. I don't use it. I don't. Yeah. Like, sorry. So that's the long and short of us saying sorry that we suck at social media. We so. suck at social media. That being said, whatever. If you want information about the show, you should follow us there. Anywho, we're on a journey. Oh my god. And that journey is out of the abyss. Oh my god. Um, it's a. It's an adventure. It's so much. Like more than that. So spoilers for Out of the Abyss because we're gonna review the book. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is a how, lot. How long is it? Because I I don't have page numbers on D and D Beyond. So. I will double check right here. It's got to be like four hundred pages. No, it's only about including the. Just I'm gonna go just before the forward or just before the afterward here. Yeah. Two hundred and forty nine. That's it. That's it. How the fuck did they fit all this in that little seventeen spot? chapters? And each Jeez. chapter has a lot of information. Yeah. Frankly, so I don't exactly know. Minimal art, I'm how. guessing. You know, there's there's not a lot of full page maps, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of just illustrations of like the faces of the NPCs you'll meet and da 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 da. But not a lot of full page art. Some half page art. Even the chapter headings are like three quarter page with a little bit below that. Mm-hmm. So this adventure is really long. It is. Um, it takes the players from like w- w- uh, one to fifteen. Oh, I don't have my phone on me that has that exact answer pulled up. Fuck you. It, you game. can start. You can start at first level. Um, you're gonna. You're really gonna start the adventure at second or third level, but I think well, it takes you all the way to fifteen. Yeah. Which is um, it's a long journey. I mean, yeah, that that's uh, that's a full campaign. So, as we mentioned last time with um, with um, Prince of the Apocalypse, this is not an adventure. This is a full campaign. Yeah, there's there's sections, tiers to this. Um, but I do want to say that I think Out of the Abyss has one of the worst starts to any adventure <laughs> ever written. I mean, I it think sucks. We, we've talked about it on other episodes. 
but I, I'm pretty sure that that you and I might be the only ones because no one else ever seems to complain about it that just hates the idea of starting in prison. Guess what, you guys? You start in prison with nothing. It sucks. Like, it sucks. how did I get here? Why? What? Well, you're, I think you're, you're supposed to like write that and like, okay, you guys are going to start in prison. How did you end up there? I don't, I, I don't want to start as a slave. Yeah. And you literally, like, that's the first part of the adventure is escape from drow prison. But, so we, um, I forget who DM'd it. It might have been Walt, Wally. Wally. Yeah. Um, we tried running this adventure and there's in the book when you're reading it um, the implication is that you'll spend days as prisoners yes. doing slave activities learning information making friends we no 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 one wants to do that no one wants to be a prisoner so you're actively trying to find like I need to escape now it's like this sense of pacing that's supposed to be present in the beginning of this is just really forced it, then that carries over. I mean, this entire adventure in game time would take 300 days, probably. With oh, yeah. All the, the travel. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you don't have anybody to guide you through the Underdark. In yeah. The first section of the adventure. I mean, this could be years of in-game time. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, and, the, and the first part of it already assumes you've been in a, a slave for like a D10 days or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's a D10 number of days. Uh so you're supposed to spend time meeting people, getting to know each other, and then escaping because the drow have their own internal conflict, escaping being a slave from um, from the, the, the slave pens. Yeah, and there's right? a lot of ways you can do it. You a lot can, of ways. You can uh, make friends with NPCs that help you. Um, you can get items from them that you can use to like barter your way out. Um, but ultimately, I think the, the main way is that a drow captain says i don't like this chicken charge i'm gonna let you guys go do whatever you want correct he's he his plan is just to cause chaos and make the, the lady in charge look bad yeah um so he lets you out and there's also demons that get roped in to attack the place you know i just want to say like one thing i want to say about chapter one um and we're, we're before we get too far because i know the demons are close to the end of chapter one so i know that a lot of people they're not they're right there on the escape you escape there's demons attacking yeah. Yeah, I know, but it, that's that's not far from the end of chapter one, because um, then chapter two is all the travel. Um, but <laughs> fucking people gave Curse of Strahd a lot of shit um, for its, and, and I think we'll get into Curse of Strahd eventually, but they gave Curse of Strahd a bunch of shit for its, you know, uh, uh, how they portrayed certain peoples and whatnot. But uh, I got to say, types. yes, but I got to say that in chapter one, having the orc in prison being a mean bully and all the drow as slavers just is not uh, not a good look. It's not, not a, a good, good look. look. Um, it falls in line with the traditional archetypes of these yes. characters, right? I think there's yeah. plenty of opportunity here to, to mess with who's who and who's what, but the drow are supposed to be evil. Yeah. They're supposed to be archetypal evil. Again, Speci this is very like... specifically these drow. Well, it's supposed to be, you know, the drow, drow government, drow society is evil, right? Individual drow or not. Drow society yeah. is evil, right? That's the thinking. It's like saying, um, oh, you know, I hate the way that uh, uh, this nation treats this group. Like, yeah, you don't hate the people in the nation. You hate the government, like the group of the, uh, of the you know, military or whatever. And that's this, the drow, the drow as a society. That's the, that's the bad thing that you're encountering. But again, this isn't the adventure. Right, the entire first half of the adventure is escaping the Underdark. Mm -hmm. So, like, without any ties to the end of the adventure. Yeah. So you, so you escape being slaves. You might take some NPCs with you, mm -hmm. which you know, very variable, huge variable, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe you get them all, maybe you get none. Who knows? Maybe you get the one who's actually a psychopath murderer. Right, yeah, he thinks he's great and wants to kill things. Like, who knows? Right, which one was that Biggie Bopper, Bibbidi Booper, whatever? Bupido? Bupido, there it is. I think. Uh, yes, he he intends to murder the characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think ultimately, I think my favorite thing is that the ones that would be useful are the ones you don't want to take with you. Yes. Um, like because they are terrible things. The myconid. Now, mushroom. see that? That exactly. It can get you somewhere, but it's not going to help you do anything. No, it's, but he's got knowledge, right? Yeah. And he'd be a good friend for later, but you have no way of knowing that. He's just like, that's yeah. a fucking mushroom person. I don't have any interest in that. Yeah. So there's a, the DM has to manage a lot of different possibilities right there in the beginning. Now, 
when you escape, there's a little sidebar. It says, in the event that none of the prisoners who managed to escape with the party can navigate, the adventurers will be forced to wander. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're just lost for X amount of time. Right? Or until they find, like, random people from one of the towns that are supposed to be accessible here. Well, that's if you somehow make it past all the shit that's going on. At Somehow, when you decide to escape, the dude that gets you out is like, hey, guess what? Horrible shit's going to be happening while you're escaping. He doesn't even tell you that. He doesn't he, even tell you that. He says you can escape and jump down into a pool. There's an ooze in the pool. There's a gray ooze. That might eat you. Might not eat that, you. He's not particularly interested in eating you, but he might. Or there's spiders. Webs. You might jump over there. in and deal with some giant spiders. And guess what? You know, as you're escaping, a bunch of demons are going to show up. Right. Demons that you are not prepared to fight because you're a prisoner who might have some random stuff. Yeah. They're higher level than you, so you're just supposed to run. Yeah. Which is kind of boring from a player perspective. Like, okay, I, I run. And I run. Run, run so far away. away. I don't know where I'm going. You go to the armory to get items. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, right? If you know where the armory is and you can get there without dying. But generally, you're leaving the one of three passages, northwest or south. North leads you to, eventually, to like the the, the gnome city, I think, Blingdenstone. North north leads to uh, Menzo Berenzen, the drow city, and then eventually yeah, Blingdenstone. Yeah. West leads to Dark Lake. Which is actually um, a really good hub. Yes, yes. And south. west west leads you to Dark Lake, uh, which uh, could also take you south towards Gracklestug, or you could go due south to Gracklestug directly. Yeah. So you can go anywhere. Yeah, but you don't have a boat. Um. Travel. Big, yeah, so... big travel chunks in this book. On the road again. Huge travel chunks, right? So there, there's the, this is where, honestly, chapter two is where I have most of my notes because, in my opinion, it's where you really learn what you're dealing with. And in terms of everything I have to say about chapter two, so, so first, you know, we we get into it. You know, they talk about how, the pace of travel and all that. They talk about the uh, equipment that people might find, but pretty much, in my opinion, the big thing that starts out chapter two is the madness table and there how to deal with madness. Yep. And we've talked about it a bit, um, you know, because you're trying to set up your own mechanic. Uh, we set up. We talked about madness in the alternative rules episodes. Yeah. Um, but if you so so when I first read through the madness section, I'm like, oh, okay, boo. Boo, but whatever, boo. But my problem with it is that as you go through this adventure, you're rolling for madness probably three times a game. Three times a session. Yeah. It's craziness. Like every time you encounter the creepy mist that we'll talk about in a little bit, or any time that you see a demon, which happens quite fucking frequently, or any, like there's just so many things that cause you to roll for it. And I'm just like, Fuck. So it's <clears throat> there's there's deliberately called upon times to make madness throws, but on top just, of just the random ones, it yeah. suggests encounter or witness something particularly alien or disturbing, such as a demon lord straying into the fairstres for too long, or taking psychic damage are all triggers that might happen. Um, which they all make sense for the adventure, but madness is not a good mechanic, mm-hmm. right? And again, we talked about it at length yeah. in the alternative rules episode or optional rules episode. Um, but it could be short-term madness, long-term madness or indefinite madness mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> indefinite madness. It hampers the entire adventure at that point. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but aside from madness, uh, we were talking about travel time. Um, where would you go? What, what's your, what's your destination? Where are you trying to get to? In the Underdark. Of the places that I can get to? Of the place you... I, I think... Uh, uh, so, the Kuatoa in prison will take you to Slubladop. Yeah. Uh, the um, Mykonid will take you to the Neverlight Grove. Right. Um, and then there's nobody that, that points you towards Gracklestug, right? There's no... 
there there's no dwarves or anything that would you might randomly encounter traders okay. or whatever who might take you to Grackle's um Stock. and then the two deep gnomes that are in prison with you don't want to go to blinged stone for reasons that they come up with later but essentially they are were rats and were rats are looked down upon in blinged stone i mean frankly the mic and it are cool to never like grow would be where i would want to go so so okay so uh coming from prison will take you 36 days to get there yeah because it's difficult terrain it's dark i have no idea where i am and i have no tools and that's at a normal pace (laughs) well you should ideally be traveling at a pretty quick pace because you're being followed so i (laughs) i don't know if we're gonna finish this review in this episode chapter two's got a lot we'll get through it quickly after that so um I, because I, this whole thing goes from chapter two to chapter seven is the drow are chasing you. Correct. Until you escape the Underdark, you are being pursued by drow and there's like a, there's like a, a pursuit score yeah. that fluctuates. Yeah. And like The that... lady drow who was upset that, that you escaped, she was in charge of the prison. She was, she's pissed that you escaped. She's coming to get you. Yeah. So that coupled with the random encounters in chapter two, they love random encounters, don't they? They? Lo- they? they love random encounters, and they love... Because you're, you're supposed to roll these once a day. So if you're going to, you know, the Neverlight Grove, you have 36 potential random encounters. But it could now be a terrain are, encounter. Or... Yeah, the odds are, are limited. You know, there's uh, only a 14 to 20 on a D20 would get you an encounter. So it's slim, but it's still... You're going to have multiple encounters. And, like, some of them are not a fucking joke. Like some of them can can get you, like they get you good. But honestly, one of the hardest ones is the gorge. You might just have to climb down a two d four times one hundred deep gorge, and at level two or three, whatever you might be at at that point, that's that could be a death. Especially that if fall there's could be death. added monsters, which you can get. Yeah, I right? mean, if I added, if I had the gorge and I added. I don't know, a giant rocktopus. <laughs> <laughs> that might be kind of hard. Uh, the the creature encounters are kind of funny because they're not all necessarily bad, right? It could be traitors, could be society of brilliance people who don't uh-huh. look bad yes. but are actually bad. Uh, it could be escape slaves. Yeah. Or it could be monsters. You know, lots of things. Could, could be a lot of things. Could even um, be about. I personally, I love the society of brilliance. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, there. That's a funny thing. We'll um, get there. But probably the worst terrain encounter is the warning sign encounter, which essentially could be most likely nothing. It's just warning you something might be there, or it could be an invisible Balgara. <laughs> could be three d four dretches, no big deal, or it could be one d two shadow demons. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. And you're... if you're not a drow and you touch the sign, you could get madness. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of terrible shit. Like, and I think my, my biggest issue is that the balancing just it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like None. there could be some piercers as stalactites on the ceiling. That makes sense. I get that. Or just Bursting out of a nearby wall. The same percent chance of piercers is the Umber Hulk bursting out of a wall coming to get you. And an Umber Hulk will do some damage. You know, challenge rating five. Who knows? See, and I think my note for chapter two, my last big note for chapter two is the potential for leveling up is crazy. Like, you are, you're either going to die or by the time you get out of chapter two, you're going to be a substantial level. Correct. If you survive. Yeah. This is This is particularly difficult. So, oh, and I also in chapter two. Where's is Globagul in chapter two? I forgot. No, it's in. Um, wait, okay, we'll get to that. Globagul. What's Glob? T- no, that's not the town. What's Globagul? That's the sentient ooze. Oh no, he's Globagul's in escape. He's in, no, he's in this one. Yeah, cha- number three, Globagul. Yeah, uh, he's under. Uh, uh, he's in the oozing temple, uh, which makes sense. Yes, the oozing temple. But yes, um, <laughs> when when you and I played through it, we we found Globagul and we made friends with Globagul. I remember now. And straight up Globagul is actually super useful. Yes. He was very helpful. And 
one, if you actually, we didn't actually finish the book, but as I finished the book, I'm like, Glavagul is a very powerful ally for what you have to do throughout this fucking game. Absolutely. Because there's situations where you're fighting lots and lots of slimes and oozes, and they won't fight Glavagul. So he will just straight up block a path, and you can deal with them at your leasure. And inside of him, he's got a, uh, a magic mace. Yeah. That he'll, if, you, if he likes you, he'll give it to you. Yeah. It's not a great one, but it is extra one fire damage on a hit, period. So that's one of the set encounters um, that you insert as desired, right? Mm-hmm. The spider paths, the hook horror hunt with the, with the, um, who's hunting them? Um, the gnolls? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are hunting a pair of hooked horrors, the oozing temple, and then the lost tomb of whatever. Like you just, you just, I'm just going to stumble upon a lost tomb and go into it. Would you rather fight two hook horrors or a hunting party of gnolls? Knolls. Knolls, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, so those are all set encounters that you can find. It's a bunch of things just, just to level the players, right? But more or less, you're wandering through the Underdark until you get somewhere significant. Um, um, which could be... One other thing anywhere. that we'll see throughout the book, and I don't know why they do this. It's a terrible idea, but they do it, I think, on three separate occasions, is that in the uh, hook horror hunt, you might get a baby hook whore that you can raise as your own. What is the obsession with giving players baby things? I don't know, but you get the baby hook whore. There's a baby red dragon that you can is get. Baby purple worm later, or is that? The and I think one? there's baby purple worm too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's both in pre-made adventures and regular homebrew games. People obsess about getting baby items. So I don't know what I it mean, is. It's, it's a fun idea, but to get to an adult, whatever, you know, adult hooker is six plus months. So until then, it's pretty much useless. It's kind of fast, though. But uh, speed 20, climb 20. No, I mean, the, the, the six months oh, is pretty Oh, six fast. months to become an adult? Eh, you know, animals, they grow quickly. Dude, animals blow me away. You know, like a fucking wildebeest will be the practically born on the run. Yeah. Blows yeah. me away. Anyways, um, uh, we are we are 100% not going to get through this adventure at this pace. Okay, well... Should just, we split it into two episodes? <laughs> it, we can split it into three episodes, because really this book is three different adventures at a time. I think we should split it into two and try um, to get try to escape the Underdark in this That's one. fine. Last last big thing, chapter two. I said that there three is potential, times now. Yeah, whatever. There, there's a lot in chapter two. There's the potential to get, acquire a legendary weapon. If you fight through the lost tomb of Kaim mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and you get through all, all of it, and you don't die, there, the there is treasure. There is the Dawnbringer. Yeah, which is just a crazy sword. It is a crazy it's sword. An intelligent now, sword. It is an it is a sentient sword with an intelligence twelve, wisdom of fifteen, a charisma of fourteen. It, it, it's it's a fucking incredible weapon that can cast lesser restoration. That'll be good I for mean, madness. It, it, yeah. There's also if you if you if the stone chest is opened, hundreds of gold, potions, necklace of fireball, like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, so you know, a lot of rewards if you're willing to explore, right? Yes. If you're willing to take the time and potentially die, uh, you know, it'd be good. So we move on. Let's go. Uh now, interesting enough, so chapters three, four, Five, uh, three. I think three, four, and five are because it's grackle stuff. I think three, four, five, and six are all somewhat optional. You're really gonna go through. You you're go. really gonna go one of them. You you, which one? No, your your characters are really oh, gonna kind yes. of go to one of them. Yes, you're definitely gonna go to one, possibly two, most likely not all four. Hundred percent, not all four. Right, unless you're truly exploring for some reason. Yes, unless you're going for that 100% achievement, in which case you'll probably get caught by the people pursuing you and killed. But Correct. nonetheless... So you might end up at the Dark Lake. Which is the closest. Uh, Slubladop is the closest. Right, Dark uh, Lake is one of those things where if you don't have someone to navigate it, you will be rowing around in it forever. Yeah. It's, it's not just um, a lake. It's it's rivers and ponds. and like It's all sorts of connected underwater ways with no idea you know, how to navigate them. Yeah, and it's a Kuatoa city... They're all crazy. We all know this. No, the Kuatoa city is called... Slubladop. What's it called? Slubladop. Slubladop, which is on more or less on it's the on shores the Dark of Dark Lake. Lake. Yeah. 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 
So that's where so that's essentially where you're going when you go to the dark lake. You're not going to just go well, the dark to the lake dark connects lake. you to other places too. But you're going because you're most likely made friends with a Kuatoa in prison, yes. and he's like, "We got to go." Right. And I honestly hope that you don't go. Because, hey, horrible. why would you ever follow a Kuatoa? Horrible, horrible place to end up. But my God, the end of chapter three, I was like, are you fucking serious? The end of chapter three catapults you into this adventure. Yes. It, yes. Cat- it, it shoves your face that this is what's happening down here in the Underdark. <laughs> like, like, literally, out of all the other places, this one, I'm like, like, like the Neverlike Grove kind of sucks, but... You literally, wanna... you're in town for like a day. They want to sacrifice you. They want to sacrifice you. Some of them don't. Whether they succeed or not, the ritual still, it, it, it achieves. Because people not, die no matter what. Yeah, it achieves not necessarily what it was trying to, but it achieves its ultimate goal of drawing the attention of Demogorgon. The Prince of Demons. <laughs> The like most powerful of them. A Chaldrake twenty-six huge fiend with two baboon heads and, and tentacles. tentacle arms and madness right. ridden all over him. Yeah, you you that you have no choice but to escape that. Yes. Yes. And and as you're escaping, there's still a chance that the Kuatoa will attack you. Right. They still want to kill you. <laughs> Now, you might go to these other locations, um, Gracklestug, Never Let Grove, Bling Stone, and not really realize what's happening. Yes. There's a chance, you, you, like, you chance to get through them and go, ah, okay, cool, that was weird, but I don't know what's <laughs> happening. You have no fucking choice in this. Um, the, the Never Let Grove, you, you'll have, it'll give you an inclination that something is amiss. If you talk to the right people. Well, and eventually, if you go to the Great Palace, which the book tends to lead you towards, you will see another demon, Zugtamai. Well, she's, um, isn't she like inside the mushroom? She, so, so she is inside she, the big ass mushroom. She melded with the mushroom. Yeah. And so, she's like, trying you don't necessarily even married. know, right, that it's a <laughs> demon. It's just a big fucking mushroom. Yes, and she's controlling everybody with her mind control spores. Correct. And so, so yeah, so chapter three or chapter... So that's what I'm saying. Like, chapter five will give you an inkling that something is amiss down here. But yes, chapter three, Demogorgon, you're, you know what's up now. I want to emphasize about. that this, we're getting on something here that is the biggest challenge, in my opinion, of the first half of this adventure. And that is the DM playing the NPCs well enough that you can tell something is wrong. Yes. That they're not normal, that there's an issue, that everybody's a little bit crazy, that something is wrong. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do it right, people are just like, oh, okay, that was weird. I think that's honestly a lot of what Chapter 2 is meant to do, is to set that idea in the characters' heads. That's that- why I think Gracklestug might be the hardest place to go. Because it's the most normal. It's the most normal. The people are just supposed to be a little bit off. Yeah. Generally yeah. speaking. And only some of them. Now, Gracklestug, the the dwarf, not dwarf, yeah, the, the dwarf, the dwarger city, um, has a lot more of what is, in my opinion, traditional D and D. The the political intrigue, the the people that might be following you or watching you and things like that but you are uh they want to arrest you and enslave you right away though unless i'm pretty sure if you bring the right Right, person with you from prison that just completely gets uh gets taken care of or if you're very sneaky in town and keep a low profile which i don't understand how you can be sneaky in town because there's literally invisible drow or, or invisible dwarves around all the time yeah yeah, like, and it, it's invisible dwarves. So just Dwerger can turn invisible. And when you get here, you're gonna want to rest. So somebody's right. gonna rat you out sooner right. than later. So there's a big chance that you'll be shackled. Shackled. Dwerger take, loves slaves. Taken to see kings and whatnot. But uh, a couple of very fun things happen in this chapter. Oh yeah, super fun events. One is the two-headed giant, which you and I actually dealt with Correct. when we played this game. Um. We didn't get past that, but yes, uh, 
a, a mad giant, which this is the chapter four way of letting you know that something is amiss in the Underdark. Correct. A, a mad two-headed giant appears in town and starts running amok, and you have to help suppress. Or not. Or not. Yeah. Because like even if you try to help when you're shackled, they might unshackle you, be like, yeah, help. And then immediately after, they will re-shackle you. Well, I mean, you're a prisoner. <laughs> it is what it is. Right? Like, I, why do I, I'm going to run. Fuck it. I'm going to run yeah. away from that. Um, But in my opinion, the best part about Gracklestug is Themberchard. Th- the dragon. The dragon. Yeah. The, there the is adult a red adult, dragon. Yep. Who essentially is heating the forges of the city with his breath. And he's not happy about it anymore. You know, uh, and I I love how the city has a setup where once one dragon gets too old, they kill it and just hatch the next one so that it can take over. I love that idea. Yeah, I th- love it. Thumb Thumberchild is looking for people to help him, right? Because he's not really happy with what's going on there. Would you help Thunderchild? Th- I, I mean, thunder, he's a red dragon. He is a red dragon, but is a red dragon in the Underdark any worse than literally anything else you're dealing with at this point it's in the a game? very, very fair point. It's a very fair point. And Probably. at least you know if the red dragon says, I will fuck these people up if they fuck with you, I believe him. Yeah, probably. That's the, that's the hard part of Gracklestug is it's really hard to know who to trust. Yes. It's really hard to make friends. There's factions in Gracklestug with their own shit mm-hmm. going on. Um, you know, merchant council, a layered council, the the crazy Darrow Savants council, uh, mm-hmm. and then the gray ghosts. Like, there's there's so many people who have their own motivations. Yes, That's you a could lot spend a lot of time in Gracklestug. So you, you might be imprisoned. Uh, they'll probably you know most DMs would not do that for long. They no. probably free you for either Thembershaw's purpose, the King's purpose, right. or maybe one of the other group's purposes. Um, and they'll give you various quests and missions as you go. Um, but yeah, I, I, as a PC would love to fight for the dragon in this situation. So there are docks, I think to the dark lake here. Yep. So you could get here if you had a navigator. Mm-hmm. Um, you already mentioned a giant, a giant just attacks. That another giant shows up. I'm like, oh, MG, sorry for my friend. He went crazy doing some stuff. Can you help us figure out why? Exactly. That's that's your in onto the madness that the demon lords are spreading in the Underdark. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might you might get to talk to the um, what's the what's the lord's name? Oh, oh I'm 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 here. I'm here. The hold of the Deep King. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Audience with the Deep King. Horgar Steel Shadow the Fifth. Yes. And I want to just talk about how awesome that castle is. Ooh, the description of it? Yes. You want to read it? It is super cool. Hold on, I gotta get to it. I I can't I literally like keep walking right by it. Hold of the deep king. Uh Dark Foreboding Edifice. Larger tune, two great columns, giant basalt braziers filled with molten lava, hellish glow, thick stone walls, iron turrets, battlements. Like, lava poured through this place, but that's not why I like it. None of that is why I like it. Why do you like it? Because there's 200 invisible dwergers. Two, just invi- just always invisible. They protect, they're like dwerger stone guards. They're invisible. They just protect the palace. So you might be walking up like da-da-da-da-da, and you will just get straight up fucking murdered by invisible people. It's just an illusion to make all the palace guards invisible. Yeah. There's there's 50 of them in perfect rows in front of the palace, right? Mm-hmm. 50 arching from turrets and another 100 guarding the king who's behind a wall of force. Yeah. Like, they're not... You can't touch the fucking king. Yeah. And, and if you try to, uh, it will be a mistake. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But see, my favorite part about this uh, is uh, His the consort? Deep King's Royal Consort, <laughs> the Succubus Shal, yes. disguised as a female dwerger. Yep. And who is a loyal servant of Grasda. Yep. Yep. And she's just trying to make sure that nobody rids Horger of his madness. Yes. So you might kind of just, you might be able to discern that he's a little bit madness going on. Yeah. Which is another key that something's bad. 
But overall, your goal in Grackle Snuggle anywhere else is like, okay, bro, cool, awesome story. Yeah, we'll help you. Maybe we'll help you. But we're helping you because you need to tell us how to get the fuck out of the Underdark. Everywhere you go it, up to Chapter 7 is you trying to find a way out. Correct. So, um, you know, there's... Uh, we, we should talk about the Neverlight Grove because it honestly is probably one of the funner places. Yeah, it's like the least evil. <laughs> yeah. Least so, dangerous. So it's just a large myconid colony. Myconid or mushroom people. Um, now, you know, uh, of course, there are random encounters here for whatever reason. And, you know, one of those encounters could be a small group of Nothics, uh, which are very annoying to fight. Very, very annoying to fight. Um, you know, it's it's unpleasant. They they have their insights and they start just fucking convincing people to do bad things, and then you they it's just ugly to fight them. Um, but if demon. you're really unlucky, you might have a demon to deal with. You're more suited to deal with it now, though. Yes, you know, at this point, you're, you're probably level five, level probably mid level. Some point, yeah. yeah. So you could fight it. You could fight a rock, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's just a giant chicken. Who gives a fuck? You know. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of random encounters. A uh, lot. In this chapter, I don't really get why, because this one is pure politics. Whereas other ones are kind of like politics or or just subterfuge or you trying to get through a city and get information. This is all politics when you come to the Neverlight Grove. You got two sovereigns and they don't see eye to eye anymore. They get along. Yeah, but they one of them knows something's up with the other one. Yeah, well, they've been friends and they've been governing governing together. Really, no problem. Um, but the sovereign being the largest mushroom, basically, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they share everything through like a telepathic melding. Yeah. But as we mentioned before. <clears throat> demon lord as influencing one of the sovereigns yes so one gain of them of the grove and just like right in there to philo right yes yeah philo is being controlled basidia is is clear clear-headed yep. um and so it essentially creates two factions um you know they both you know basidia just once his a friend back be the city back to normal um but you know the other guy wants a demon lord <laughs> well because she's lying to him she's promising him this lovely future whatever um and more and more mushrooms are becoming you know enthralled by the demon lord yeah um probably the roughest part about having to deal with this is uh, eventually you'll have to fight. Uh, you, you'll have to go into the circle of spores, uh, not go into, but deal with the circle of spores, which is essentially the group that is being controlled by. They're dancing Zoop around a giant mushroom. Yeah, yeah, and you know they have some chol spore servants and other spore servants. It's just, it's 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 it's, it's tough because there is no winning in this place. Like you're either killing half the people or you're killing the other half of the people. But there's good treasure. Great treasure. Plus two set of leather armor, right? Plus two short yep. sword, bag of yep. holding. Yep. Spell scrolls. Yeah. 40 days yeah. of food. Which is cool. Um, um, and then silver. Who needs silver? Nobody wants silver. But then there's the, the wedding rehearsal section <laughs> where Zugtomoy is trying to marry who? Y is it Yigmoris? Is that the guy? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So the giant, the giant mushroom. Yeah. So the giant mushroom has a name, and she's trying to get down with it. <laughs> Which, in all honesty, kind of makes sense. Consider, um, all things considered, sure. Yeah. Um, but there's a good chance that you might avoid this altogether. Correct. This, the, you might find through this a way out of the Underdark. Yeah. Like if you do everything for Basidia, and you just say, "Hey, you know, I don't really need to deal with anything else here. You know, how do I get out?" They have uh, guys that have sent spores and such in various directions and no way out for you. Right. So you might uh, skip the big fight, right? Yeah. You might skip A, the big fight, uh, and B, you might not even know about demons at all yet. But you might also have 
I love how it says in the adventure, in all probability, the characters have horrific news. I don't know about that. Um, but you might Good have news, news everyone. of a demon lord affecting <laughs> mushroom people. Um, and then, of course, there is uh, chapter six, which, I, you know, it's got some it's got some fun things. It's got my favorite thing. Um, but there's actually a fair chance that no one makes it this far before escaping. Uh, yeah, Lincoln I don't. Stone is kind of out there. Well, because the dwar- the gnomes also don't really want to go here. Yeah, so no one really wants to lead you here. So arriving at Blinkton Stone is kind of low chance. Yes, um, even though it's probably one of the safer places to go. No one's going to arrest you for being there. Right. Uh, they Everyone there knows ways out of the Underdark. Correct. So it's super easy to like fit in and do things. And they're dealing with a Oozes. couple issues. A couple issues. Well, so the hoity-toity... Sverve Neplin, uh hate that there are were-rats in town, so they're dealing with that. There's ghosts and specters haunting various places that they want dealt with. But most of all, yes, the Pudding Court The exists. Pudding King, yeah. They, they... Oh, my God. I was so happy when I was reading about the Pudding, pudding Court. And it, when I start running the game, you guys might have to deal with a similar Pudding Court because that's so fucking awesome. Love a good Pudding Court. Right, you know, and this is where having Globagool is a great fucking thing. He can help you navigate the inner politics of oozes and puddings. So the <laughs> the pudding king resides in in the Sverfnivlin town of Blingdenstone. Yes, which is kind of your interaction with Jubilex, that demon lord influence here. Jubilux granted the Pudding King power to summon command oozes. Yes. So you can find an utterly <laughs> insane Pudding King upon his throne with like children that he's like just, making just more oozes. Hundreds and thousands of oozers, oozers and puddings and jellies and gelatinous cubes. But I think my favorite thing is that of all things in there, there's a gibbering mouther in there oh god love a gibbering mouther love a gibbering mouther but because gibbering mouthers are themselves insane it does not get swayed by jubilex or the pudding king it just kind of hangs out in the caves and eats the oozes every once in a while you know seeing that might be another call to madness kind of thing right like seeing oh, a gibbering mouther, like make a madness check for especially that. if you're like walking along and you like see uh, a black pudding just kind of Amoebaing its way around, and then all of a sudden, it just gets eaten by like fifty mouths. It's fucking disgusting. Oh my god! So, so yes, you've got the pudding king. Now, the pudding king itself is not a pudding. It's a it's a spurvnepplin. The pudding king is a guy. Yeah, it's right. just a guy given, given command of oozes. But there is Princess Ebenmeyer, which is a black pudding, and Prince Livid, also a black pudding. Yeah, this royal... is the influence of Jubilex. Yes. So Which, there's there's your other like touch on to, so there's your your other introduction into how the demon lords are affecting the underdark. Yeah. Um. So you you'll you might encounter these things. You might not. Again, a lot of this game is completely. A lot of this adventure is completely and utterly optional, really, or by right. chance. Right. So Absolutely. ultimately, being in Blankenstone, if you're there long enough, you it will lead to the battle for Blankenstone. Right. <laughs> and. That battle plays out essentially depending on how many friends you made, who you made friends with, how you Shocking, made friends Shocking, there's with them. more factions here. And yeah, yeah, there, there's a whole lot of people here that may or may not help you. Right. There you is might... a task list leading up to the fight. Uh, you might, <clears throat> excuse me, you might convince people to do things, you might find certain items, um... You might get a wagon load of ingredients from fungal people. Uh, it's funny because Blingdenstone leads you back to other places. Yeah. But, like, no place leads you to Blingdenstone, really. But eventually, you know, it leads to a fight in which you want to kill some oozes. And what a fucking fight that would be. I think it would be pretty hard. Uh, the fight itself or navigating the fight? Both of those things. So, yeah, so uh, your Battle of Wings Encounters, you've got uh, 
a black pudding and two gray oozes. Not too, not bad. They're not you, bad necessarily, except for the fact that when you hit most of these oozes, it hurts you. Yes. Um, you've got one gelatinous cube, one ochre jelly, three gray oozes, and one ochre jelly. Or if you're very unlucky, two black black puddings. Right. Oozes split from lightning and slashing damage, right? Yes. No, yeah, I think it's lightning and slashing. They do damage when you make contact with them. They damage your weapons and armor unless you have magic stuff. So this gets cumulatively worse the more oozes you fight. Yes, and if you try to go after the Pudding King, you have to deal with Princess Ebenmeyer and Prince Livid. Black puddings, right? More, more black puddings. But um, they have that the also have psychic attacks. Because they're intelligent. Yes. But the treasure is pretty good if Spe- you are a wizard. A wizard. Yep, spellbooks. It's just spellbooks. You get two very powerful spellbooks. One has up to eighth level fucking spells in it. Yeah, the first one is first through fourth level. The second is fifth through eighth. So, Like, if, holy shit. If you have a wizard, this is like... Must. Must. You must do this. Yeah, this is this is a wizard's like, wet dream. They will take their spellbook look and be like, oh, well, this piece of shit? And throw it away and just hold on to these two. Because, like, you're not going to get a lot of these spells otherwise, in all honesty. No, I mean, even if you are, like, a shitty wizard, it, the first book has identify in it, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> right? The, uh, the, I just have the spells that I want. It doesn't have, like, fireball in it, but it's got a lot of perfect no. spells. It's yeah, got polymorph yeah. in the first book. The second book's got cloud killed, disintegrate, uh, magnificent that mansion. Level, that fifth level spell line... Like, those are probably the spells I would take. I had most of the spells as a bard. With Legend the lore is whatever. Yeah, but Bigby's Hand, classic. Bigby's Hand. Cloud Kill, classic. Hold Monster, classic. Passwall, classic. Telepathic Bond, classic. Telekinesis, classic. Wall of Stone, vastly underrated. I agree. It's just the size of the wall that really gets you. So, you know, and then you Chain Lightning, Disintegrate, Eye Bite. I mean, like, you know, all these are great. These are great. So you got to get these books. So uh, that leads you, whatever route you took, ideally you're leaving and making your way to escape from the Underdark finally. You finally made it. You finally get to escape. You say goodbye to your NPC friends if they're still alive. And no matter what, you've got to fight the drow who were chasing you. No matter what you did, no matter how far you got away, no matter how well you played that entire scenario... They found you. It's just like a fucking movie or TV show. They're there. You knew they, they'd be there. They're there. They're there waiting. So it's, I don't think it's supposed to be a crazy fight at this point. Like you're, no. you've leveled a lot. Yeah. You should be level probably seven or eight at this point. Right. Um, and you might have NPC companions with you. You might have NPCs with you. Um, they just have giant spiders and like drow warriors. Well, uh, but I'm not going to say it's an easy fight. So no, cause she has a tentacle wand. Well, not that, but Ilvara's an, a challenge rating eight by herself, but she's super squishy. She is super squishy. She's you know she AC sixteen, HP seventy one. You know squishy ish, but I mean she's got mass cure wounds. Yeah, she's, that's tough. She's got conjurals for the two giant spiders. You know, she's got uh, a magic weapon. She can summon a demon. Yeah. So and I'm then not- she's got a junior drow priestess and two elite warriors with her so it's not like she's getting hit by your frontline fighter immediately but no but uh, they you might have you know again you might have even the odds at some exactly. point you might have so, NPCs, yeah. or your or your dm might have you know might give them levels of exhaustion or use some of her spell slots he might you know side with you a little bit but they have treasure me personally if if the pcs had done a good like a really good job which you know they very well could have i think that i would have had this fight i I would use that third bulletin where the fight takes place in partially in the sun so that the attackers have disadvantage on everything right you made it just to the edge of the surface yeah like you you guys did great you guys put in the work and you know they caught up but you know you get to fight them in the sun where it's much harder for them to do anything yeah there's a lot of good options here but you have to fight them but once you fight them that's the end of the first part of the adventure. You did it. You made it out of the abyss. You made it out of the abyss. You have succeeded at the game. You've 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 done it. The adventure's over. And right here, the book should have ended. And you should be level eight. And you should be level eight, maybe level nine. 
Well, and says, then, if they're not eight, make them eight. So assume yeah. eight. And then the second book would come out back into the abyss. Return to the abyss. Return to the abyss. Yeah, I agree. Abyss, I think that would have been. Two. I think that would have been great. Super money. There should have been two great. books because because there's no way people get through this that no. quickly. And so, neither did we. So no. So chapter seven finishes, and when we come back next time, we get to talk about eight through seventeen, which is fucking hell. It literally fucking hell it's really great it culminates in just the greatest nonsense ever it doesn't th- it's nonsense it's, it's absolute nonsense. fucking nonsense the, the first things half you have book, to do the things you're trying to do is nonsense the first half of this book i'd probably give like a three out of five because it's complex there's a lot of very optional shit but it's it could be fun i get a five out of seven okay okay <laughs> The second half of this book, I give like a two out of five for the sheer absurdity of it all. Agreed. So, but we'll talk about that next time. Make sure to subscribe, rate the show wherever you found it. We're going to continue this conversation next week. Sorry about Google Podcasts. I have no power there. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Feel free to send us topics you want to hear about at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry for spoilers. I had a couple people tell me like, we just finished that adventure. We just started that adventure. Like, you know, I... Well, this is where we're at. You know, you listen to this after you finish it. Also, in all fairness, I believe this came out about six years ago, five or six years yeah, ago. I don't know what to tell you. Spoilers are over. You know, I'm, I'm going to spoil it. You know, Two-Face dies, dies in the dark end. night. I don't know. There it is. Yeah, there we go. So. Um, and as always, people, we will see you next time. Till then. Goodbye. Oh,